0: Hi, welcome to Walker Voices. This is Mike Putman with Jasper Main Street.
1: This is Lauren Vance with the Walker Area Association of Realtors.
0: And today, it's a rainy, gloomy day today, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Makes your hair frizzy, too.
0: Makes your hair frizzy. Doesn't do anything. My hair does what it does any day of the week. It doesn't matter if it's rainy or sunshiny or, you know, I just comb it once and there, I'm done.
1: This headset helps me hold my hair down.
0: It does mine, too, because my hair gets big, (laughs) and it's like when you're in the car, the top of your head is touching the roof of your car. As a short person, I never (laughs) have that Mm -hmm. problem. My hair doesn't get that big. Yeah, mine does. I have to go to my barber, Joyce, and I'll say, Joyce, my hair's huge. Do something about it. Mike, your hair looks fine. Cut it, Joyce. Just cut it. (laughs) So, yeah. So, Southern moment. Do
1: you have a Southern moment today? I don't think so.
0: I do. I definitely have a Southern moment today.
1: Are you cooking again?
0: Uh, I did cook, oh, yesterday. Last night was very Southern. Um, last night I cooked meatloaf, um, bubble and squeak, but that's kind of English. Um, and um, what was that other thing I cooked? Oh. <laughs>
1: I wasn't invited, so I don't know. Right.
0: Um it was, it was the green beans, you know, how you snap them and watch your stories. Oh, yes. Yeah, I had green beans again. Uh, I do like those. So, no, today um, it was really rainy, and Tallulah, my dog, um, we, I was watching the weather, and it was about to rain really hard. So I said, Tallulah, we've got to go out because you need to take care of your business. And um, she is not a morning person. It takes a lot to wake her up. And I've called her name twice. She didn't move. I got her leash, shook it. She didn't move. She's not feeling it. She's not feeling Uh -uh. it. But I'm trying to avoid the rain for both of us because if she gets out in the rain, she just won't do anything. Um, So I get my keys and I rattle my keys. That's when she gets up because she thinks I'm about to go somewhere without her uh. the southern part of that is that it, when i did it and she got up and she's ready to go you know how especially in small little southern churches if the minister keeps going on and on. They're
1: rattling those keys about <laughs> mm, 1150.
0: Yeah. And your stomach's growling because it's, you know, you're trying to beat all the other Christians out to the restaurants. <laughs> exactly. And you're you're trying to, you know, it, you're trying to get home because you're having guests for Sunday dinner, which is another Southern moment. Um, and your crock pot is getting too hot, so you need to get home and all that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of when she jerked up and she started going. You're like, getting your
1: bag, rattling those keys, <laughs> making yeah. sure you put that hymnal down.
0: <laughs> or you can slam your Bible <laughs> shut, you know. Um, but you know that only that only that only works in small little southern churches. Mm-hmm. Like mega churches, you know, doesn't work. Doesn't work that way. No. Um, but yeah, that was my southern moment when I did that and she jumped up. I was like, oh, well, that was back. That that me. That was a flashback. Right? That was a flashback. <laughs> That's how you silence a minister in a small church, in a small church. But yeah. Hey, let's introduce one of my favorite people in the world. That's Brooke Ashley. She's the goddaughter of Tallulah Bankhead. Hey, Brooke, how are you? How long have you been? Have you always lived? No, you haven't. You haven't always lived in California because you lived in New York for a while. Well, that's right. I grew up with Tallulah in New York. Right, right.
2: Uh, So otherwise, it would have been a very... Distance relationship, but it wasn't. It was, I was with Tallulah, and in Tallulah's various houses from from birth until uh, I left. I left New York just the year before Tallulah died. So essentially, all all my childhood was spent with Tallulah.
0: So I know the story, but I'm sure there are parts of it I don't know. How did you, how did Tallulah Bankhead, originally from Jasper, Alabama, whom I have an unhealthy obsession with, as we've already discussed? um, (laughs) How did you and how did Tallulah Bankhead become your godmother?
2: Tallulah became my godmother because back in 1939, my mother played Tallulah's daughter in The Little Foxes and went on to tour with Tallulah for a year. Uh, 87 one night, one night stand sounds strange, but that's what actors called it, different venues for the tour of the Little Foxes. So they were on Broadway, they were um, on tour. And in fact, between the Broadway closing and the tour of the Little Foxes over the summer they co-starred in summer stock in uh, oh, a war horse of a drama called the second mrs tankery which had a lot of drama in it and then a dramatic suicide by tallulah at the end
0: oh wow So <laughs> they were,
2: they, their friendship and i hasten to add this was well before i was even thought of much less born, uh, their friendship began in 1939. And so it was natural and amazing and fabulous for me that Tallulah would be named my godmother when I was born.
0: Right. And in fact, um, your, your father, I wanna get this correct, I believe your father was Tallulah's attorney is that right? My father was indeed
2: Tallulah's attorney. And uh, Tallulah was matron of honor at their wedding, my parents' wedding, in 1941. So Tallulah, my father, and I um, were with Tallulah a great deal during the uh, late 40s and through the 50s and 60s until Tallulah's death in 68 and when I was old enough say about three or four I was dropped off and Tallulah was allowed to with some staff help uh take care of me for a weekend.
0: <laughs> How much staff help did that take?
2: Well Tallulah's sleeping hours were a little different from a child so Tallulah would go to bed about the time I was waking up (laughs) and then uh, get up in time for the afternoon soap operas. (laughs) So there was was a wonderful cook housekeeper who watched over me during the hours Tallulah was asleep. Uh, Having said that, Tallulah took great personal uh, care to make sure that I was you know, entertained. Is this the right time to stop stel- to tell the story of the voodoo episode? Absolutely, mm. yes. Okay. Well, Tallulah had a wonderful home uh, outside of New York. Was that Windows Brook? Yes, it was called Windows, obviously because uh, there were a great many windows. And uh, one afternoon, it was fall or early winter. It was cold. And I had woken up and gone in to check on Tallulah. And Tallulah took a magazine, I believe it was Time, that had a photograph of Senator Joseph McCarthy on it. (laughs) And she said, all right, darling. This is a very (laughs) evil man. And he has hurt Many, many dear friends of mine, and she took a box of straight pins. There must have must have been left by a dressmaker, and Tallulah put a pin on Joseph McCarthy's face, and she said, "Now you do it." <laughs> and so I put a pin. This
1: is very appropriate child bonding.
2: Wonderful <laughs> way to bond with the child. <laughs> More people don't do this. Um, <laughs> So, we used up the box of straight pins, and let's go back one second. Before she let me put a pin into McCarthy's face, she made me swear that I would never do such a thing except with honor and um, goodwill. I was only going to do it in service of the right, and not by right, I, I mean left, call. <laughs> um, and so I promised, and I meant it. And um, in fact, I haven't ever used it again, but you know, there's always time to resurrect it. But that was Tallulah's idea of babysitting for an afternoon. It was a wonderful, obviously memorable
0: experience for me. How old were you, Brooke? I would say four. Four. Wow. Wow. I love this. So, any any other dolls that we stuck pins in, or was it just McCarthy? Although, no, although he no, deserved it. it. It was it was just Senator McCarthy, and um,
2: Tallulah was very careful. Not she wasn't always careful to censor um, her language around me. <laughs> but when she was describing McCarthy to me, she said. I want you to know that this terrible man has done some horrible things. So she was very careful to choose her adjectives for a four-year-old. Now, another time at dinner, when I must have been about the same age, she took exception to the language one of her guests was using in front of me and said, God damn it, that is no way to talk
0: in front of a child wow i love her so what was your connection you know we've talked about this you and i talked about it personally we okay first of all you and i met when we uh had a play written a musical no it was a play play written um and produced here locally birmingham and jasper about her life uh, mr will and dutch and her father's life the bankhead life. and that was when paul kennedy connected us that You've you've donated several items to the Bankhead House from Tallulah's uh, personal belongings, and we connected. And you came out and you did a um, a talk uh, after the show, which was very enlightening because you were yes, this happened, this happened, this happened. But how did how did you? Um, I mean, your mom and dad certainly connected with Tallulah, but. She seems so, to me, because I never met her, um, larger than life. I wish I had met her. I think we would have gotten along grand. But you have stories about other people like Tennessee Williams.
2: Uh, Tallulah had me call him Uncle Ten. And uh, I don't know if he was ever Uncle Ten to anybody else. (laughs) But... There were so many marvelous characters, figures that came in and out of Tallulah's household when I was growing up that um, Uncle Ten was just once a, one of many uh, lovely, lovely figures. Uh, I often, I don't know why, because I had a father who was quite present in my childhood, but I often asked them in person if I could adopt them as my father for the weekend, and right. sort of a strange request from a little child, especially a little child who often ran around Tallulah's nude because Tallulah didn't want to um, give me any hangups growing up, so she encouraged me to, to wander around well, Just I did wear be yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I did. I wore often a little. I had a winter hat, which had a pom pom on top of it. And the reason I wore that and nothing else in the summer <laughs> was that um, Tallulah's parakeet, Gaylord, liked to ride on my pom pom. So Bye. guests would often see a child wandering around wearing nothing but a wool cap with a parakeet on top. Uh, well, but these were special guests, so nobody, to my knowledge, commented on
0: it. Well, who, who were some of the, in addition to Tennessee Williams, who were some of the other interesting people that you met because of Tallulah? Uh,
2: the playwrights and author, James Kirkwood, uh, James Leo Hurley wrote Blue Denim. There were, um, now I think I met Garbo once, but I also met her through my other godmother. These figures, the 50s, and I'm talking most of the 50s were a time where there seemed to have been, to me at least, a small group of amazing people. And they all seemed to know each other. And in fact, most of them slept with each other, something (laughs) it took me a
0: a little while to figure out. To To catch on to that one. And I know that the Algonquin table predates you by many, many years.
2: Oh, thank you. Decades. Uh
0: Absolutely. Um, Um, But were the Barrymore still around when you were with Tallulah? Well, a different generation.
2: Um, Ethel Barrymore's daughter, Ethel Barrymore Colt, was a friend of the family. And I would go out to... Later on, uh, in my teens, I would go out to dances and parties with her son. So that was Ethel Barrymore's grandson. But the only members of the roundtable that I knew well were Alfred Lunt and Lynn Fontaine, Mm -hmm. who were also dear friends of my family growing up and uh, mentors to me.
0: Well, you know, you talked about the parakeet and I'm I'm sitting here and I've written my notes. What was the name of the monkey, the chimpanzee? What, what did
2: she had? A- oh, it was, a, it was, um, and this predates me as well. Um, the monkeys, I, it might have been a rhesus monkey. It wasn't a chimpanzee. I was, it was smaller. The monkey's name was Senecas, and I don't know how Senecas got his name he was very destructive apparently shredded hotel draperies across the country on tour and she also had a lion cub (laughs) called Winston Churchill right Winston predated me so I mean you can see why I was welcomed into the household because I was um I was potty trained for a start.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, once you've had a, a monkey and a lion cub, a child cannot be that much more destructive, right? I don't feel like I agree, right?
2: And I wasn't destructive. Actually, the ones that were destructive were or the adults the house guests, yeah. <laughs> uh, the partiers, and I. I never broke anything. I was, I, you know, I behaved myself quite well. Uh, but the nonstop partying at Windows uh, took its toll, and I inherited much of Tallulah's furniture. And some of the pieces, I you aren't practical for use because there were a delicate uh, little chair that with a cane seat that someone obviously stood on for some reason and mm-hmm. crashed through or. The legs were broken off chairs. I don't know what went on that, but it wasn't Tallulah herself who uh, who broke a lot of the furniture. But yes, I was. I think better than a better than a monkey, and <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't bite. There you that go. <laughs> they bit.
0: And, and going back to the you were potty trained. That counts for a lot, you know.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really win-win, yeah.
0: <laughs> so what is your connection uh, these days? Um, I know you know, I know you're friends with some of the bank heads here in Jasper, and well, not just here in Jasper, but have, they have left Jasper and gone other places, but you still have a connection with the bank head family.
2: Uh, very much so, particularly through my marvelous friend, Melissa Oliver who is, um, we have been friends since since the 70s. And in spite of living now in different parts of the country, uh, I admire and love her so much. Right. And she is my closest connection to the Bankheads.
0: Right. And that is John Oliver and Barbara's daughter, correct? Correct. And and Barbara has since died, but John still lives here on Ninth Avenue in in Jasper, close to very very close to downtown Jasper.
2: Yes, and it was I mean he he is marvelous. It was
1: he just had a birthday when now. he had
2: he phoned me. Um, oh, I, it was in the probably around somewhere around two thousand six. He actually reached me in Barcelona where I was, and he I was asking if I had anything that might be appropriate to donate to the Banquet House, and I said, I have something I think that's quite special. It was the undergarments, the lacy, beautiful, intricately made undergarments that Tallulah's mother wore on her wedding day. Tiny, you've seen them, Mike, I know. Uh,
0: Yes, I have.
2: Tiny waist. And 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 Mr. Oliver, because I would not call him John, said, "I think he was a little startled at first, you know, underwear." And I said, you know, <laughs> "Wait, wait till you see. Wait till you see them. Little corset. She didn't need a corset, but
0: but, but I mean, what, what could be more appropriate? I mean, the 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 Tallulah room at the Bankhead House. Um, there's there's a." maybe it came from you or someone else there's a bed
1: the headboard the
0: headboard and footboard there's a picture of you and Tallulah in that bed I don't know if you had possession of the bed or somebody else in it
2: the bed made a circuitous route uh to the bankhead house and I ended up being contacted by its most recent owner, a lovely man, who asked what he should do with it, and then I put him in touch with uh, Paul Kennedy, and and it all it all worked out that way. So the bed, I remember it very very well, as you said. I'm, it had this padded headboard. It was actually, it actually began in its life as a scrolled mirror and um, it's beautiful. turned into a, a headboard uh, if that bed could talk
1: <laughs> I don't think we can share those stories
2: but boy do <laughs> I wish it could talk
1: <laughs> I'd listen well, I
2: wrote I wrote a story once from the viewpoint of Tallulah's beloved Maltese uh named Dolores uh, about a night in that bed and uh, But,
0: yes. Hi, this is Jennifer Coron, co-host of Left on Red, the Daily Mountain Eagles political podcast. And we're glad to welcome Beville State Community College as a sponsor. Your story starts at Bevel State Community College. Whether you're just starting out or starting over, Bevel State has an opportunity that is right for you. With five locations serving seven counties, you don't have to go far to start your own success story. Plus, with tuition lower than four-year colleges, you won't need to spend more for a great education. Visit them online at bscc.edu to learn about your options for seamless academic transfer and high-demand career tech and health science offerings. Let them help you tell your story. I, I do have a, a, a confession, though. Someone before they got to the Bankhead House, they 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 contacted me before they got to the Bankhead House about that bed, and I don't remember who it was. Uh, it wasn't you, um, but he contacted me first, and I all I mean I was very tempted to say, "Well, here's my address. Just ship the bed mm-hmm. to me." <laughs> But my conscience took the better of me, oh, so that my. was when I called the banquet house and I said, "You know, as much as I want to have this, I probably think you should have this. So um, I just need—I just need points for being honest." The
1: greater good. You were you, the you good. you get so many
0: points. But
2: boy, I would—I love that bed. I, I'm glad it's where I can visit it
0: again. Absolutely. And, it is such a beautiful, uh,
1: fun room. It mm-hmm. really is.
0: And it's been added to so much since since you were here in 2014, 15, 14, 15, mm-hmm. 15, since you, there's so many pieces that have been added to it. Um, and, uh, you know, and of course the whole house is, was her father's house with his second wife after Tallulah's um, mom died. Um, but, and she never lived there, but she was married there to John Emery. Um, and there are stories of people well i think they're probably all dead now but at one time they were alive that went to that funeral or that looked through the window at that funeral uh, funeral sorry marriage <laughs> marriage ceremony
1: there we oh, go again oh. with our therapy we've been talking about.
0: right <laughs> um but but she has that her own room there and it is quite spectacular with her ad- address book which again has tennessee williams phone number and address in it a- among others
2: uh Getting that address book in about four or five years ago finally found its way to me was so wonderful because many of those entries are in Tallulah's own handwriting. Mm -hmm. And you'll see, you know, and they're scratched out when someone moved. But you have Tennessee Williams, you have Brando, you have Montgomery Clift. Wow. You have all the big Hollywood, Hollywood stars in it uh, of that era, and you have Tallulah's bookies in it, too, under for <laughs> bookies.
1: Those are very important contacts. Absolutely. Very,
2: very important. Um, one of whom was a uh, an agent at, I forget which, um, uh, which artist representation company, but there was a, you know. I guess I guess being a bookie wasn't necessarily a full time job, but to look at the names, you know Hitchcock, uh,
1: so just to I, see I them didn't... casually in your you know your contact book, it's very normal to have those type names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and
2: then and then you'll have on the same page uh, uh, a a psychic,
0: uh, you know. Uh, oh, I, I you know it, it escaped me i forgot that she did consult psychics from time to time
2: did not very much the, the the one time uh that i remember her bringing someone in was after i'd seen a ghost at windows and uh is this a good time to tell the story of the ghost? Oh,
0: absolutely
2: okay um so i was probably about Hmm, maybe about five or so at the age when you still took naps. So I had taken a nap upstairs and windows was built. It was built like a ship. Uh, It was long. It stretched out uh, with its its windows and smokestacks. You know, to me, it looked like a, like a an ocean liner, uh, of course, I'd never seen an ocean liner, but I'd seen photos of ocean liner. So I was upstairs where all the bedrooms save for Tallulah's were, Tallulah's was on the ground floor. I woke up for my nap. It was you know, daylight, who knows what time, probably about two o'clock in the afternoon. And I started to go downstairs to the kitchen to see the housekeeper. And as I was passing, The room that we call the TV room because of course it's where the TV was, you know, a tiny little Dumont television set. And I looked in it as I was passing by and there was a man, mostly a man, uh, falling over the back of the sofa. He was not quite complete, uh, semi-opaque, and I knew he was a ghost. So I ran down to the kitchen, tell the housekeeper. And um, when Tallulah woke up, she was really, really upset with herself that she'd slept and hadn't seen the ghost the way I had. And also, as it turned out, the next day in the little village uh, near Tallulah's house, the housekeeper spoke with other housekeepers doing their shopping. And they said, well, didn't you know a man killed himself in that room. Didn't anyone ever tell Miss Bankhead? Mm. No one had ever told Miss Bankhead. Oh. Uh, so Tallulah called in a medium. She held a seance in the room, in the spot. I showed her exactly where it was. Oh, and the man had shot himself and fallen over the sofa the way I'd seen. And there was no way I could have known about it. No one- But Tallulah you
0: were part of the
1: seance?
2: No, it, it was held after my bedtime. Uh, <laughs> Bummer. I know, I know. I would love. To. Well, but,
1: she let you participate in, I guess, voodoo well, type I'd activities. I've already seen so.
2: him, so it hardly matters. Well, yeah, it,
1: that's true. You've uh, already met him, so. And
2: it had been confirmed and everything, but the séance didn't work. No one was ever able to uh, conjure up his spirit again. And Tallulah felt very left out. Uh,
0: but you, you never saw him again? Tallulah never saw him again? No, or no saw one, him no one saw
2: him again, but he had been known to be seen. And then someone else said, oh, and his little dog that wanders the property. Well, no one saw the dog. I was the only one who ever saw him. And it was quite a, uh, it wasn't scary. I knew he had to be a ghost because he was semi semi there.
1: Right. You
2: know? It was just okay, you know, sort of bucket list when you're five. Okay, seen a ghost. Check. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he he was just hanging out. Was he like a prop I guess the property owner? He was owner? falling
2: over the ba- he was he was behind the sofa falling towards the front of the sofa so you couldn't see him from the waist down but he it was clear he was in the act of falling.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, there's an interesting story about Tallulah's housekeeper. And I'm and Brooke, you'll have to help me out on the year, years, um, thereabouts. She had a housekeeper who, uh, and you know the story way better than I do, who sued her. Is that right? Took her to court.
2: Oh, oh that one, yeah. That was, um, and that's not the wonderful housekeeper I'm right. talking, I'm talking about. Uh, the, she had a, the evil one. Was the <laughs> the one evil that, one, wow. Well, you know, I want, I want to differentiate because <laughs> everyone else was wonderful. The one into whose arms I ran when I saw the ghost, The one, the last one who unfortunately um, was given to sharing drinks with the company rather than getting the food on and who appeared one, one evening with a giant silver dome at the dinner table and when we all looked expectantly took the lid off and all we saw were little rolled up stockings garnished with parsley. Mm-hmm. I think she thought if you really squinted, it almost looked like baked potatoes mm-hmm. garnished with parsley. But anyway, no, we'll go back to the, the other housekeeper you mentioned. Um, and that was a woman named Evelyn Cronin and she spelled Evelyn, Evie. E E L Y N. So when you look at it spelled out, it's, it's, it's like the sound of a door opening on rusty hinges, like a screech. <laughs> Evelyn. Anyway, she took it upon herself to kite her paychecks, adding zeros. Uh,
0: to I don't want to do that. No. I just, said I want to do that.
1: Just add an oh, extra want one to do or that. two yeah. in there
2: at a time. You know, I, I, Mike, if you're going after a life of crime, I think you should start on a larger scale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go,
0: go ahead, about Evelyn.
2: Yeah, and and you don't want to use Evelyn as um as your guide. As a guide, exactly. <laughs> Because Evelyn came a cropper. Um, Tallulah discovered that this was happening. And didn't, she didn't discover it right away. And she wasn't going to prosecute. That wasn't Tallulah's nature. She was not a vindictive person.
0: This was in New York, or I'm sorry, in Windows. York,
2: In New York.
0: And I believe uh, the attorney was your dad. In
2: 1951. Okay. And uh, my father was her attorney. And she, Tallulah said, you know, just let it go. We'll let, let Evelyn go. We'll let the situation go. But she did confront, or actually my father confronted, Uh, Evelyn on Tallulah's behalf,
1: As any good attorney would do. I'm sorry? I said, as any good attorney would do.
2: And and he also thought there should be restitution. Yes. Uh, So, unfortunately for Evelyn, (laughs) she decided to get greedy. And she said that she was going to go to the press and say that the reason she had uh, altered the checks was to pay for Tallulah's drugs and sexual partners. Oh. Now if the evil Mrs Crowley had stopped at drugs, Tallulah wouldn't have cared. Right. Tallulah was outraged that anyone would suggest she pay for sex, <laughs> she said, that crosses it, the line. I have never paid for sex. <laughs> that crossed the line.
0: <laughs> so, so that Evelyn had it had it in after she had accused uh, Tallulah of paying for sex. That was it. We were done.
2: Well, then I went to court, and Tallulah was angry, and. It went to court. My father representing Tallulah, and the the newspapers, the tabloids in New York, of which there were many at the time, kind of forgot that the housekeeper was on trial and not Tallulah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were snapping photos all the time of Tallulah. There's a very memorable one of. Uh, my father lifting Tallulah over a snowbank to get to the courthouse. And uh, the tabloids captioned it, legal aid. Uh, And so the trial progressed. Tallulah was adamant. Mrs. Cronin, who was, she was mid fifties or something, uh, was portrayed as a poor, innocent, elderly, elderly. Um, oh,
0: I know, that hurts.
2: Um, woman and uh, the judge, fortunately, wasn't having any of it. And then the uh, the defense attorney, desperate, decided to try to smear Tallulah some more and said that Tallulah was known to hang out with Negroes oh. Oops!
0: Not good. That, that that would not sit well with any bank head.
2: <laughs> it did not sit well. But that was, that was a way to denigrate mm-hmm. some. It also was kind of stupid because the uh, the judge uh, was black. So really stupid in every every possible way. Uh, Evelyn Cronin was found guilty. Uh, Tallulah immediately asked the judge not to send her to jail. And uh, as far as Tallulah was concerned, justice had been done.
0: Right. Um, And, you know, that was one of the things that I always uh, loved about Tallulah. She understood equality and inclusivity before that was even a word, you know, um, she understood civil rights. She understood um, all the things that we're still grappling with today. Who knows why? In 2021, we're still here doing this. Um, but she had, she was so progressive. Um, and I just couldn't have been more proud of someone from Alabama being that progressive um, and that concerned about other people's rights than Tallulah was
2: and absolutely and Tallulah took on causes very much at her own peril and um causes that could have been detrimental to her career and she didn't care at all she took on the House Un-American Activities Committee she took on um Bigotry and prejudice. There's a wonderful photograph of her on, a, uh, on the dais with uh, at a civil rights rally in Madison Square Garden with uh, Eleanor Roosevelt and Rosa Parks. Have you seen that photo?
0: You know, I'm, I'm writing it down. I haven't seen it. I, I'm going right. to look I'm gonna, forward I'm, and I'm, maybe use on, it to let promote me... this episode.
2: I'll I'll send that to you and I'll send Dolores' story and just make notes.
0: Perfect.
1: Perfect. But for someone to at that time to use their pla- their yeah, I mean uh, their platform, her fame, yeah. Yeah, her fame for a much bigger cause. Like you said is I don't feel like was common just due to cuz I mean her her fame could have suffered due right. to that. And it did not seem to bother her at all.
0: Um, Brooke, as you well know, um, Tallulah had a sister, Eugenia. Um, did, did you ever have any kind of relationship or meet Eugenia? Or uh, I'm sure you you probably met her dad and her stepmother, right? Florence? Wait a
2: minute. You're making me older than I am.
0: Um, okay, first of all, did you meet Eugenia, her sister, at any time?
2: Yes, okay. yes, but that's, you know, Tallulah was born in, uh, Eugenia was born in 1901 and Tallulah in 1902, so um, I, I, I knew them, but no generation preceding them.
0: Uh, a, I, see, I thought was Florence a- was so much younger than... Mr. Bankhead that maybe she was in the mix somewhere as an old lady. Not,
2: no, I, I mean,
0: yeah. okay, not,
2: not, not, in, not in my e- experience. And I did meet Eugenia Bankhead, always confusing because my mother's name was also Eugenia Rawls. Right. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't know her. her
0: but mom. then when Tallulah died, um, Tallulah died while Correct. I mean, make sure I have the story right. Tallulah died while living with Eugenia or nearby Eugenia? Um,
2: No, Tallulah died in New York. They had spent the summer together at Eugenia's home in Chestertown, Maryland. But Tallulah was back in New York when she died. And uh, December 12th, Uh, 1968.
0: 68, yeah. But she is, she and Eugenia are buried next to each other, is that right? Yes. Um, Tallulah,
2: we had a small, and I was, my father, my mother, and I were considered family enough that there was a small burial at St. Paul's Church in Rock Hall, Maryland near where Eugenia Bankhead lived um, on the eastern shore of Maryland. And then there was uh, an enormous uh, memorial service a couple of days later at St. Bartholomew's in New York City. And once again, we were with the family, the Bankhead family.
0: Right.
2: And then when Eugenia died, uh, she was
0: buried next to Tallulah in Rock mm-hmm. Um Whatever became of? I mean, I know they weren't married very long. She and John Emory, um, who was always said to have an, uh, to look like uh, John Barrymore, right? He did, and
2: I knew. And I, I knew him. Um, he was living in New York in the uh, in the sixties, and he'd. He also married a, um, another um, a strong woman, a ballerina named Tamara Jiva, And John Emery was really a very shy, self-effacing man. Mm. And he would come over to uh, play ping pong with us uh, in our New York City garden. But you know, Tallulah, stayed friends with him mm. uh, there was a um, a play called Foolish notion in 1945 which was sort of a uh, comedy of manners about current lovers ex lovers ex-husbands and she started in in it with um, both her ex real ex-husband John Emery and her then, current lover, Donald Cook, and their photographs um, of them, which I'm happy to share. And they would go through this posturing in the play and the men being at daggers with each other because over Tallulah's affection. And then they'd all go out for a drink afterwards, because in the end, they were all friends. And
0: had been lovers. Uh, Tolu uh, was
2: very un. Um, was never jealous. Um, she stayed friends with her old lovers.
0: Uh, isn't that something we can all learn? Just, um, you know, I say this all the time in Jasper because um, it's a small town, and I say it's just a small town. We just all need to get along. But you know, in the bigger sense. Of the universe of the world of whatever we all just need to get along it's okay it's okay you know and I think that's what sets one of
2: the many things uh, but it's an important thing that sets Tallulah apart from her contemporaries and she sometimes gets conflated with them uh Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, Dietrich, Garbo. Tallulah was warm, she was maternal towards me, and she was accessible. She was um, so extraordinary in that way. She didn't live the myth that had been created for her. And that sets her apart. And people and you say, "Oh, another... you know, oh, but Betty Davis or Tallulah? They were so alike." No, they were not alike. First of all, Tallulah was beautiful, in my opinion. Betty Davis was not, <laughs> and um, Tallulah was more talented, and Tallulah had a humanity that, um, you know, Davis and Crawford certainly lacked. Just, uh, you know, ask their daughters.
0: Or read the books. Or read the books. (laughs) Um, One thing I I do want to point out is that Tallulah never had children. I guess you were the closest thing to a child um, she ever had. Um, And and I think think that says a lot. Um, You know, people have children because they think they're supposed to. They think they're supposed to get married, supposed to have children, supposed to have the house with the white picket fence. And um, she never bought into that. She just knew that she needed to be her. She needed to be Tallulah. Um, And that's one thing I've always admired about her is that she went against, as you well know, um, she went against popular opinion, um, did her own thing, was her own person. And, you know, again, I've never met her. I was born four years too late to meet her. Um, But man, I feel like we are kindred spirits.
2: It's true. That's her warmth and I think that's her longevity. You, you know, you Google Tallulah and um, all sorts of interest, interesting things crop up. Most of these stories are apocryphal, which is a pity because the real ones are so much better mm-hmm. than the apocryphal ones. And people, you know, oh well, my cousin knew Tallulah and this or that. Up, it's like no, no, it didn't. She wasn't right. there on that date, and and she would have phrased it much better than you're phrasing it. But <laughs> she wouldn't have cared, you know. She yeah. really didn't. I do, I do feel protective about her, and I, do, I have done my best to correct some online, you know, misconceptions, yeah. but. Tallulah was, um, there there is, and it sounds like a cliche, but there is never going to be anyone like her again. She was a one-off.
0: Right. Um, And we, Lauren and I talk about, we call it my unhealthy obsession. I think it's healthy though. My unhealthy obsession with Tallulah. Because, you know, I have a a portrait of Tallulah that's lit in my home. I have a portrait of Tallulah, my dog, who's here, uh, Brooke.
1: I'm
0: going to pull the camera down so you can see Tallulah. Tallulah. There she is. Look at her. (laughs)
2: Does Tallulah have her own Instagram?
0: She does have her own Instagram. It's Tallulah Bankhead. Okay. I'll I'll subscribe. Um, (laughs) um, I've always been, uh, and it's, it's my mother's fault because my mother... Um, we watched classic films since, you know, I could watch television, and so I I, I connected with Tallulah through film at first, of course, because, as I said, I was born four years too late to even know her, Um, and then realized she had all this Broadway, you know, much later, um, when that was really more of her body of work than, you know, film, um, or certainly television, but you know, this is what we do. We rate all of our podcasts by Tallulahs. And I just want you to know that I've never rated, I've never given anyone 100 Tallulahs, but you get 105 Tallulahs out of 100. How's that?
1: Oh, you're going to make me cry. You, I think so. You I think so.
0: And Lauren agrees with me. She I gives do. you the same thing.
1: Oh, Because you've, I mean, I have learned so much from just the bank head house and now Mike's obsession. Right. Um, but just the story, just the very real stories of someone who I think means so much to so many people across so many ages and, you know, demographics. Um, I would agree.
0: So, and Lauren is just a little bit younger than, than us. Um, than we are. She's, she,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, she's at least two decades younger than I am.
2: <laughs> um i, I have need small to see children. your face uh, because i love. oh there there hell there
0: you go there, there you, you go, go. <laughs>
2: hi again i i i occasionally get a a hand, a hand. into the screen yes. but i can't um you know i was going to ask if um a year ago erica heller um who's an author in her own right joseph heller's daughter mm-hmm. uh Brought out a book called One Last Lunch.
0: I <gasps> bought that. I bought that. I bought that. I bought that.
2: Okay, then you know what it is, and yes. you know who you know. I was so honored to be included. Yes. And to make yes. the final cut, and there is Tallulah. Um, and when I first looked at the um, at the cover, and it gives an idea of who's whose uh, lunches are included. Awesome. I saw, good heavens, Tallulah is built over Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> and then I realized it was alphabetical. Uh, oh,
0: well, but,
2: we'll take uh, it, we'll take it. But that is what I would, if I could go back and have one last lunch and talk to Tallulah. I picked Sardis and um, yes so you have the book
0: okay yes I, in fact i'm going to have that now I, i'll let you borrow it i've got it and in, in fact i think um brooke I, I think after i read that last lunch with Lula, I, I maybe i texted you maybe i didn't i don't remember but yeah i read it and and there oh. are so many <laughs> other other lunches in there that were good but of course mine went straight to Tallulah, straight to her well yeah.
2: Absolutely, as I as I, as I as I would expect it to, and there are a couple of little stories in that in that lunch, and I mean it's you know it it's it's fantasy, but the but the stories I'm telling are true in there. Right.
0: Well, Brooke, thank you for joining us thank today. You. Um, thank you both. I just can't believe that. It's been so long since we've seen each other. Brooke, well, thank you. Me. Thank you so much. Thank
2: you. I'll send you the, um, what I promised you. And thank you all so much. This
1: has been thank great Thank you. Talk.
0: Walker Voices is a DME Media Production. Copyright 2021, Daily Mountain Eagle.